Talk dirty to me. The quick and the dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we do it on the internet and make fools of ourselves in front of everyone. Yeah, I feel like we're getting really good at that too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So today we have a really exciting guest on the way. She's what I like to call a sexpert. And uh, I, I can't it. wait to introduce her. But first, we have to get to the quick, Sandra, what happened to you? You know, I feel like every week's quick is now becoming about personal shame for me. <laughs> and I'm starting to be this person. It just like every week is it, it's all this is my therapy, honestly. So this this past week and a few a few days ago, I was at um, the I Love 90s tour in Kingston. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came here to London as well. Oh, did and you know it's like salt and pepper, it's vanilla ice, uh, and the others, <laughs> and the others that had one hit, and the other guy with that song, and so, <laughs> so, and it was awesome, Hillary. I got to tell you, I absolutely loved it, and it was a girls' night out, so it was pre-drinking in the hotel and the whole thing, walking over to uh, the K Rock Center in Kingston. I love Kingston, by the way, and you know everything's great. The second I got there, I was already buzzing, and I'm drinking. Lots of buzzing. You were trash. Don't lie to me. (laughs) I could still stand, Hillary. I mean, (laughs) early on, you know, when you're just feeling good and you're like, I'm going to dance like nobody's watching. And I'm now here to tell you that you should never do that because um, there should be an element. I mean, if you can't dance, you can't dance. And I have size 11 feet, which sort of indicates to you where I'm at with the. With I'm not light on my feet. So, you know, I used to take dance when I was a kid. And I think, really? My, yeah, my mo- jazz hands. I used to do jazz. <laughs> I did ballet. I did. Okay. I did it all. When I think about you, I, I mean, you are fabulous and you are sexy and you are out there. But <laughs> where, are you going? Say this. where are we going with this, um, Hillary? <laughs> graceful and elegant isn't up there on the list. I'm t- I mean, you're a very tall, beautiful Greek woman. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what you're doing? You know, you know, the hole. (laughs) You're digging it. You're digging it. I know. I know what you, I, I, you know how you, self-awareness sort of, as you get older, you become more self-aware. Right. Of who you are, what you're presenting, the way you look, all of it. I feel like those two things have never reconciled for me. So that my self-awareness <laughs> is, it just came to a head this past week. And so I'm, we're, we're deep into the row, you know, so I have lots of people on either side of me. I don't know what happened as soon as, um, um, push it real good came on by salt and pepper. It's like a trigger song or something. <laughs> Hillary, I started popping and locking. No. It got so no. I started popping and locking, and I'm not a popper or a locker in any capacity. So I don't know where these crazy noodle moves came from and what I was doing. <laughs> please tell me someone has video. So please, God, please, please tell me someone doesn't. So and I, you know, you have a small confined space to pop and lock in. So you got to keep it, you know. And, but I mean, you have long arms. Did you take anyone out? I have like I'm a knuckle dragger. You know, let's be honest. The road, the people next to me, the there was a row of. A, a woman and her her twenty something daughters, and they were all having a mom and daughter night out. I kept hitting mom in the face with my hand. <laughs> so and you did. Mom yeah. was super nice about it, and I bought her a beer. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just, you know. And she's like, No problem. <laughs> we're having a good time. But after like the fourth knock to the face, <laughs> she, I look over. They're gone. They just left. 
And you were that bad. I was popping and locking until there was nobody left in my row but me. <laughs> and I okay, and I didn't stop. And I kept thinking. I, it didn't occur to me till like two days later that there was a problem. I thought I was. You know, when you just feel sexy and you feel great and you're popping and locking and everything's great. And Please stop saying popping and locking. Popping and locking is my new thing. <laughs> I, You know what? I'm going <laughs> to... I would like you to use that that as the hashtag for this week's episode of The Quick and the Dirty right now. So, well, I wonder if like the next day, were you just like popping and locking because you were seizing <laughs> with arthritis? Worse, worse. My hip was killing me. <laughs> so... Um, I heretofore shall never pop and or lock again. And uh, then I'm like, Sandra, you know, maybe, maybe dancing isn't your thing. Maybe I'm one of those people who should just stand and shuffle back and forth like I've always done before. And we'll just, and that'll, that'll be it for me. And we're I'm done. so proud of you for living loud. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad I wasn't there to be associated with you. My girlfriends are, we don't even talk about it because... <laughs> I feel like they're just embarrassed for me. And uh, I think they enjoyed the fact that I had a good time. And then, the, of course, the night took on another level when we went to the bar and, you know, things got crazy. Um, one of That our was f- only the beginning of your night? Oh, that was just part one. And then, you know, it, 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 you know, you know, when no one's talking about you, when the night ends with the story of somebody's husband falling asleep on a park bench in the middle of Kingston. And I'm thinking, God <laughs> damn, I'm thankful that because it could have been me. right? Well, yeah. And no, it was, when someone outdoes you, it's like a total win because yeah. your mistakes from the rest of the evening are forgotten. Yeah, and it's like high school all over college. It's like the Monday after a party is was has always been my nightmare where everyone would usually be talking about what I did. But I'm so glad they didn't talk about me. They were talking about my friend's husband falling asleep on a park bench. And I'm thinking, <laughs> thank God no one's talking about my dancing today. So um yeah, I I guess I guess you could call it a win. <laughs> Please and whatever you do, and now at least a draw. Well, it was a draw, but but I think we're we're good friends. Can we just agree that you should never put Salt and Peppers push it real good on the radio because that's my trigger. Just so you know, <laughs> you realize, yeah. The next time we're in the Caribbean or when we go to Nashville, yeah, in December, yeah, Salt and Peppa all the way, <laughs> all the way. It's happening, and then I died. <laughs> Hey, if you're going to die, Nashville's the place to do it. You know, at least I don't commit crimes. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I committed a felony last week. (laughs) It was accidental. Isn't a felony a murder? No, a felony is like any sort of large crime. So it could have been like an armed robbery, something like that? It was a a, a (laughs) B&E. Break and enter. An unintentional break and enter. So I'm at this doctor's office. I've never been there before. I have an appointment to see this doctor. Go in. It's pouring rain. So you rush in. And I uh, went to go see this doctor and took an hour, came back out. It was still pouring. So I run to my car. I get in and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Somebody has broken into my car. Like, everything's all over the place. It doesn't look familiar at all. Like, what's going on? Oh, my God. And then uh, after checking my phone and then trying to figure it out, and about five minutes later, I realized it was not, in fact, my car. (laughs) (laughs) It took you five whole minutes to realize that wasn't your car? (laughs) 
It was the same kind of car, same color, same interior, same everything. Except I guess they left the door unlocked. Yeah. So when I rushed out, I just got in, yeah. and then I usually check my social media, and then I'm looking around, and then I realize I'm parked in front of a big window to the office. Of the doctors, and there's somebody staring at me like, what are you doing? What are you doing in my car? So I just, like, get out and run to my car, and I left. No but way. I realized, like, it doesn't actually have to be locked for it to be a break and enter, so I actually committed a crime. So, and so you're just sitting there casually on your social media, la, 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 la. <laughs> I, like, rooted through their console. You did not. But, okay, when you were going through the stuff, did you realize then that it wasn't your car? Well, I will admit that my car is quite messy. It's basically like a traveling purse. Yes. So it took a while. <laughs> like they have the same sort of stuff as I had, like lip gloss and snacks. <laughs> Shoes, like all the things that all we have paper. All the same stuff, but they weren't mine. Bank statements. But it, did, like, it, it smelled different. And that was the big clue. But five minutes, Hillary? I know. Like how fucking clueless are you? <laughs> So Sandra, you're supposed to be supportive. You so, bitch. Wait, <laughs> so wait a second. Let's go to the. So you never went to your doctor's appointment? No, I did. I came out after it was oh, raining it was after, and I okay, ran sorry, to the car. Okay, so that. Well, but like my first thing I do when I get into like my own space is I check my phone. Yeah, yeah. And I do like check my face. Do an Instagram know. story. You know, you got to do that stuff. I get it. Oh but my then, goodness! But, but you. But the, the worst yeah. part of this story is that you had witnesses. For sure. And like, how many times have you walked up to the wrong car in a parking lot that's like the same kind as yours Uh, and you try to get in it? Yeah, yeah. Once every six months, probably. Yeah. Well, this was like the next step above. It was. Yeah. uh, The fact that you got into it is the nightmare. Like that you got into the car and you got it. You sat down, you hung out there, you had a sandwich, you know. (laughs) I just, it was so embarrassing that I was in there for so long. And then how do you exit, right? You just rush and you pretend it never happened. I felt like Goldilocks. (laughs) I, I just the look on your face, the bat I wish I would have had on camera and the woman watching you. So awkward. So awkward. So awkward. Well, you know, that's kind of what we do best, Hillary, isn't it? Yeah. So today on The Quick and the Dirty, we have an expert in all things dirty. And uh, hopefully not quick because you never want it to be you quick. You never want that to be quick. Uh, Our guest specializes in helping others live a pleasurable and powerful life in the highest vibration of love and helps them find empowerment through healthy, consensual relationships and lots of sex. And she also might be called a sex bird. Please welcome Dr. Carlin Costa. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay, well, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I messed it up. No, that's all right. Good morning. Good morning. So, Dr. Carlin Costa, welcome to The Quick and the Dirty. Uh, you brought us in some presents that I can't tell Sandra what she got because it's coming to her. Yes. Uh, now, explain, you're a psychotherapist and mm-hmm. a sexologist. Yes, I'm a sexologist. Okay, okay. let me give you the official branded title. Uh, it's a sexologist, love leader, and relationship psychotherapist. Okay, now what the hell does that mean? Yeah, a lot of words, <laughs> eh? Like, wow, a lot of words. Okay, so... 
Uh, should we break it down? So sexologists, so I'm a sexologist. So sexology is the scientific study of sex. So I went to school. Um, I'm actually a clinical sexologist because I'm also a psychotherapist. So uh, that means that I love to study people's behaviors. And when it comes to relationships and intimacy and and um, and, and research and stats and all of that fun stuff and, and psychosocial behavior, like, you know what I mean? Patterns mm. and all of that good stuff. Um, I'm a love leader. That's that's my lovely word. I'm a love leader because um, I and it's really great. Do you know who Simon Sinek is? Yes. Simon Sinek, like big thinker, dude. So he uh, talks about your why, like figure out what your why is right in life and work and all of that kind of stuff. Right. So my why is to teach people how to love. So I figured if my why is to teach people how to love, then yeah, I'm a love leader. Like that's exactly what I am. And then I'm also a registered psychotherapist. Okay. In, in yeah. The province of so Ontario. do people go and see you as for couples therapy or would I go and see you as a single? Yeah. So, so the, I do so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, people come and see me. They can either come to my office or um, I see a lot of my clients over Skype. And uh, individuals and couples, they come, they sit on my um, hypothetical couch, and they tell me their problems, and uh, and I try and support them through that through it, and like help them, and like figure out what it is that they want and what they're going through, and all that kind of stuff. So singles, um, individuals, and couples. So it can be everything from how you behave in a relationship to how you behave in the bedroom yeah. to the physical, getting right down to the the functionality, all of the things. All of it. So, so that that's kind of like the fun thing about what I do because of all the stuff that I, I do and I talk about is is so vast and so broad and so bloody interesting that um, I just love it. So um, I talk about uh, relationship problems, communication problems, um, breaking down, um, you know, your needs, your wants. Um, your pleasures, your desires, how to communicate those to your partner, how to communicate those to yourself, building up your own self-esteem, self-confidence. I actually specialize in women's uh, sexuality and intimacy and and pleasure and all of that good stuff. So, um, I mean, I do talk to the, I do talk to the dudes, right? That's not a problem. Uh, But uh, I I specialize in, in working with women. Yeah. I would guess that men would have a harder time talking about sex in their relationship than women would have. Is that true? You know what? Actually, when I started out, um, a majority of my clients were men, which was really interesting to, 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 like, really interesting. I'd say that people were like, really? And I was like, yeah, "Yeah." like, there's a lot of guys who, um, you know, when they look at, I I find that a lot of guys are so, what is it, left-brained, right? Like, they're so, like, logical and all of that good stuff. So I find that they need to see like the value, right? They need to see the numbers. So when they get into a relationship, I find that they're really like they look at it as an investment, right? So if the investment is breaking down, they really want to like step up and like figure out how to increase its value in their life, right? Just like, I mean, not like that's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, tangently thinking, kind of thing, right? <laughs> but like, but you know what I mean? So, so I actually find that a lot of guys are quite proactive in being able to be like, okay, like, uh, all right, I've tried everything. Like, I need, I need help. Like, I need a professional here because I can't do this myself. Whereas, I actually find that women will be like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna figure it out on my own. I can do it all. I'll talk to my girlfriends. I'll like journal. I'll do yoga, and I'll do all those things. And then, like, miraculously, my life will come together, right? And sometimes it is as easy as that, and then right. sometimes it's not, right? So, I actually find because women are so awesome at helping themselves that sometimes 
they are challenged in seeking out help from others. For sure, because we do have more supports for this sorts of this sort of thing. Guys totally. don't get together. They get together and talk about sex, but more in the what they want to do or what they did rather than like yeah. how they can fix what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you're also an expert in helping people reach better orgasms. <laughs> now yeah. we're talking. <laughs> I mean, for a friend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just for a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, actually, I, I have. A, I do have a free guide. What? If you, if you go online, you can get my free guide called uh, called Own Your Orgasm. Ooh. And it um, helps you achieve more orgasms in your life. Really? I think, yeah, because, well, orgasms are, like, way better a day than an apple. I'm just saying, I, I'm like that kind of doctor, right? Like, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Well, an orgasm a day keeps me out of your apartment. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So... Uh, so, uh, so orga- like the healing power of orgasms. Like I love talking about orgasms. I think everybody should be having them on the regular. And yeah, I guess you would call me an orgasm expert. Because Sandra makes fun of right? me because I call it nature's sleep aid. So <laughs> I just take yeah. sleeping pills. This one, Hillary's taking it to, to the nap. next level. Yeah. And it's like my favorite thing to do before a nap. It is because it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing. Why are you taking sleeping pills? You need to have more orgasms. <laughs> If that, like, honest to God, Hillary, you should bottle that somehow and sell it because you'd be a billionaire if that was the case, right? It works. It's totally so works. relaxing. It's actually proven to work. <laughs> you know, what is the connection between sex and a healthy relationship? Because, you know, you hear people, they've been married for a really, really long time and the sex isn't the same. Is that indicative of a problem in the marriage? Or, I mean, do you do you need to have a really great sex life in order to have a great marriage? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. Yes yes and no, right? Okay. So the thing with that question is, and and I love it because that's actually a question that a lot of people ask me, um, is that presumes that everybody on the regular needs a lot of sex all the time. Right. right? So like I talk about sex and I think everyone should be having a great sex life and a lot of orgasms and all that good stuff. But that is more like a generalization that I'm saying, right? Some people... Some people's um, relationship to sexuality or just their, you know, their physiological response to sex is either greater or or lower than some people's. Right. So just that aside, when we're talking about generalizations, yes, like having a great sex life is like hugely can be indicative of where you are at in your relationship. Totally. Um, And not necessarily even where you are at in your relationship, like, sorry, where your relationship is at, but maybe where your headspace is at or where your partner's headspace is at. Right. And what. And it's kind of, it's a good indication that like, you know, is something maybe going on? Is something not going on? But that doesn't mean that necessarily has to be going on with a relationship. It could be going on like something in your life, right? right. Like, like, like work is really shitty and like things are, you know, really hard or like, you know, you have a lot of pressures from family members or friends or, you know, you're, you're changing uh, careers or, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So you might not be having a lot of sex. However, some people, when they're really stressed out, need to have a lot of sex, Right. So how do you find that balance? Like when sex does fall apart in your relationship, because yeah. I think early on you just do it all the time because you want to make the other person happy. And then yeah, well, well, and it and makes it's you amazing. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as life gets busy, <laughs> different partners have different needs. Yeah. How do you manage that in a relationship when one person say doesn't need it as much as the other? I'm asking for a friend. I'm I'm for real asking for you, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> Let's just stop pretending, everybody, and just do Let's this. Just, well, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, because that's, you know what, though? That's like the biggest thing that I see that comes to me in couples, right? Is differing libidos, right? Especially yeah. over time. Differing libidos is like, I think I would say probably the first biggest thing that couples will come to me for, right? They're like, oh, we've been together forever. And like, I want to have sex all the time and they don't. And it's like, well, I, I, we need to change that, right? So, um, so is that indicative that there's something wrong in the relationship? No, not necessarily. But is there room for improvement? 100%. But things can change in terms of sex drive as you get older and older. I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I've yeah, I've talked about the fact that I'm... Have I talked about the fact that I'm perimenopausal? I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe I've talked to you privately about it, Hillary. But yeah, I totally am. And, I'm, yeah. and, and I think I'm dead from the waist down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, well, I think I couldn't, I couldn't give a shit about sex. Like in totally. the last six months, I don't care, don't care at all. I'll, is it because do you don't feel hot, or is it because you just don't have any interest in it? No interest whatsoever. N- not to say that I haven't done it. I mean, I'll take one for the team if I have to. But <laughs> yeah, team. And and yeah, and I'll I'll enjoy it. But I mean, just just even getting there is like I need uh, I need some wine and a lot of talking into. Lube, all of it, like the whole thing. Absolutely, I just there's, yeah. it, uh, this has never happened to me before in my you know. And, and as I get older, I'm thinking, shit, like is this going to last forever? And uh, you know, you see your family, and I know a lot of women my age are going through it too. Your perimenopausal. My doctor is like, well, you you just got to go through this. You, you know, you, you can you can take all the hormones you want, which I've opted not to, and I'm just going to go through it and deal with it. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, have you had your estrogen, testosterone levels checked and all of that and, and to see where you're at with, with that kind of stuff? So no, I haven't. My question, I, already... I was like, that, now we're going into a therapy session. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll lie down and I'll give you your money at the end of this. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying this is a real problem for some women. How do you snap Absolutely. out of that? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is to, is to admit the fact that it's not something you just snap out of, right? Like, okay. this this is a full like life transition that that women are going through, right? Like, it's not it didn't happen overnight to you, and it's not you're not going to get out of it overnight to you, right? So there are many. I mean, it's so fun. Like, there's so many different ways that you can approach um, menopause, right? So there's like the you know the Western medical model where you get you know all your hormones checked, and you know you you get on birth control or different types of hormones or um, other pills and all of that good stuff, right? So there's that approach to it, which is really wonderful for some people. And then there's like the holistic approach to it, which is like eat more sweet potato and get like, you know, estrogen um, lubricant. And, um, uh, you know, you could do more like breathing techniques and like all of that good stuff, right? And, and, and change your kind of your mindset around sex and what that means. Right. What about the um, third option though, which is... Uh- Pinot Noir on the, the weekends. Just, <laughs> and lots of it. Wine. Yeah, that's and, right. and then there's the third option, which is drink all the wine. Exactly. Which is the option that I appreciate the most. I actually. love that option. It's for me totally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And if that's what you need to get through, then that's what you need to get through. I <laughs> you know it dulls right? the pain. What can I tell you? I, yeah. I can sort of understand. So I had weight loss surgery four months ago, and I went through a period right afterwards where it was like the first time in my life I had ever needed. Yeah. And it was just like there's Bottled something help. that seemingly so unromantic about it. Yeah, you think so? I don't know. I think it's hot. <laughs> well, but I mean, but like I'm a big I'm a big like pro lube. Like I think everybody should be using lube 
all the time. So I'm I'm bit like when the lube comes out, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> well, like, I'm, like, like, I get so excited. Yeah, I'm like, this is gonna be amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like I've had to use lube for like ever. So I mean, and I'm a big proponent of it. So you know, what do you mean you're a big proponent of it? Why? Like, well, because well, like, I don't know why you need lube, but I mean, why a big proponent of it? Well, because I think I think a lot of women will like take one for the team, right? And like a lot of guys do that, like like they spit on their hand and like <laughs> technique. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's just like it's not the same. Yeah, that's right? not a thing. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, in no way is it romantic. Yeah, and it's like not bacterially like savvy. Like I, I'm not really like. I mean, I know you're putting your mouth down there. Like that's what I want to happen. <laughs> However, I don't think we need to put like a big glob of it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that to me is a little less sexy than like get out the like the delicious lube and like I just know like you can rub it all on me and like rub it in me and like rub it everywhere and like saliva just kind of runs out and then you got to like keep applying and then if you're drinking you have less saliva sometimes and, and like kissing stinks yeah and it's like this whole thing uh, now I have a question. I will admit that I Facebook stalked you just a little bit. Yay! Oh, that's fun. And from what I can tell, it looks like you have a super handsome partner. I d- no, I don't. Oh, then maybe oh it my was God, just like, dude. There was some like bearded guy that you were snuggling next to. I was like, who is this? Oh, I love bearded guys. Wait, who's the? Be- now you need okay. to show me this picture. Now, okay, even if you don't have a partner. Okay, no, I don't. I'm I'm actually single, which is funny. I I I am single. Yay. But that's good. Yeah. That means more fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Is it? I mean, like, hi, I have the best, I have the best pickup this line actually, ever. This question works better, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Does dating an expert in sex put a lot of pressure on your partners to be, like, amazing lovers? Do they get a little, like, overwhelmed? Or do you, like, kind of take control and, like, lead them down the path? Like, have you ever had someone say, I can't handle this? <sighs> okay so dating me is fun um because i'm really chill and it's so i get two responses i'll either get like the people who are like oh my god you're a sexpert like like let me just like have sex with you and be with you and all of that good stuff right and like let me prove myself to you right Right. i'm like sweet like i'm in (laughs) amazing yeah yeah this is amazing this is gonna be a great weekend And then there are the people who are like, like they feel inadequate in their own ability to deliver that they're like, they're like, they'll meet me and they'll be like, like, hey, you're really nice. You're really pretty. Blah, blah. I'm attracted to you. And then they're like, you're a sex bird. Oh, and then they like stop talking to me. And I'm like, (gasps) oh, man, like that sucks. But that says a lot about them, too, right off the bat, doesn't it? Exactly. Right. And and then they get like intimidated. You know what I mean? And like, it's that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then and then like it's. So it's interesting. So there's some people who, you know, they're very respectful of the fact that, yes, I'm a sexologist, but like I'm a human and I'm a person. Right. And they're like, you're also professional and I'm a professional. Right. Like I'm not like, you know, I'm a professional. And then there's the guys who are like, get right into it. And you have no idea how many like tequila bar conversations I have with people who like they end up crying by the end of the night. (laughs) But does it get old, though? Like because it must be fun when you're like, oh, we get to play and I'm a, I'm a, I, like, yeah. it's like a nice little feather in your cap, but also yeah. like treat me like a normal person and woo me like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Sometimes. Some, I mean, sometimes. Right. But like, but I've gotten really good at being incredibly selective. 
So um, there's like some cues, some like conversations I have with people and, and all of that kind of stuff before before I get into either a relationship or sex or anything like that. Right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like, you know, a one night, a good old one night stand. <laughs> It's pretty epic and Sandra pretty and delicious. Sandra living vicariously Please. through you right now because we're both. I, I haven't been this quiet in a very long time. I'm just taking it all in now. This is fabulous. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, I think, uh, first of all, I think every, especially every woman should have, like, at least one or multiple one night stands before they get into a long term relationship in their life. Or at some point in their life, like one hundred percent, like go and like seek out the lay of the land, like be the huntress that you are, like get out there, like and just like figure it all out. Well, you got to know what you want in life, and if you're yeah. a one night stand, I like to call them um, growing relationships, like growing opportunities, <laughs> yeah, investments in my sexual self, or relationships that didn't mature into anything more. <laughs> Like, I, I have a this great weird weekend. thing where I'm like, I want to sleep with someone that I wouldn't have a relationship or consider having a relationship, yeah. but it doesn't mean it ends up happening for whatever reason. Mm. Like, you have to be a certain caliber. Yeah. Well, standards, standards and expectations, <laughs> Wait, right? Do you mean standards to for the one night stand or to go past that? Both. Both. Yeah. Because you ha- yeah, you look some some men are just one night stands for sure. And yeah. then they're, they're, yeah, and then you can, yeah, they're not sleepover material either. No, right, yeah, but, but like, but don't, but you know what, but you know what really um, is a caution, right? Because, like, I'm so pro, like, figure out your sex life, go have one night stands, like, go have, like, wonderful love affairs in the Caribbean and, like, go away for a week and, like, come back and, like, never talk to each other again. Like, I love that kind of shit, right? Yeah. Like, it's so oh, fantastic. Oh, got a groove back. That's yeah, what that is. That's all. Yeah. It's a love yourself relationship. What? Yes. I freaking love that movie. Oh, my God. How I know. Stella got her groove back. So good. Did she ever. But you know that other, speaking of movies, it feels like I'm living vicariously through every movie I see. But you know that movie came out a couple years ago or last year called How to Be Single with Rebel Wilson? How to be single with Rebel. I don't think I've seen Dakota it. Dakota John- It's a it's a story about this girl. She's in college and she's set to marry the guy she's living with. And she says, listen, I'm going to go to New York for the summer. I'm going to do a job. I want to break up while I figure things out for a while. And when she's single, she realizes that all she's ever been is this woman who's always been in a couple and she never really figured out who she was. And yeah. she, at the end, not to give the movie away, but she ends up <laughs> deciding, alert. I know, she ends up not getting back together with him, even though he comes crawling back saying, I want to be single for a really long time because I'm never going to be a good partner to anybody until I got my shit figured out that way. So she has one Amen. night stands and she goes and she has love affairs and she, she just goes through all these men and she gets it sorted out at the end and I thought that's exactly right that's what so many of us forget to do is to be single yes yes oh my god I love yeah yes well some of us (laughs) yeah I'm 38 never married so no (laughs) I'm I'm 34 never married it's all good yeah but were you a good you were great at being single I loved being single until I wasn't single, and then yeah. I didn't love it. Well, now, well, now you're on. Yeah, now yeah. you're on next. You're a different level. That's all. Yeah, yeah but, no, yeah. you have to like know yourself, and some people don't need to do that. Like, yeah, you don't want to say, "Oh, well, you can't fall in love with your high school sweetheart and have it last forever." 
Some people are very lucky or work really hard to make it work. Absolutely, they do. They totally do, right? And and they they live their life and they're really really happy and it's really wonderful, right? And then sometimes they get drunk and then admit to me that you know they really wish that they had at least a one night stand and they wish that they could make up <gasps> oh for just God, like a weekend, yes. just just like a weekend. They're like, it's not that I don't love my husband. I love my husband and I want to spend the rest of my life with him, but I really just want like a weekend pass where I can just go and like. You know, feel another penis. Yeah, jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- right. Like, like all the questions. Do they? I'm gonna get. Do they taste the same? Do they no. feel the same? Do no. they look the same? No. Like those are the questions yeah. that those people have. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is that I met I met my guy when I was 24 years old, and now I look back and I think, God, that was kind of young to you know. I mean, I didn't know at the time that we were going to live together, get married, and the whole thing. But I always said I wish I met him when I was 30, so I could have had sex with 20 more men. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Sandra, from what you've told just, me, you had lived more. a lot of life in 24 years. I did, but I just wanted 20 more. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> Just 20. Maybe 10. Uh, I, only if you put in a request for a couple 24-year-olds in that. I mean, oh. they last forever. So let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say. Older women, younger men. Best thing ever. You know what? I yes. lucked out. I have a, I, I don't want to get too personal, but oh, really? my I guy's think we're in past his that 40s. <laughs> my guy's in his 40s and he recovers like a 19-year-old. It's amazing. That's incredible. I know. What supplements does he take? Nothing. <laughs> He's on Hillary, is what he's on. The, yeah. the Hillary drug. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question about intimacy. Yes, I I don't know if I I don't even know if I understand what I'm asking. But what is the difference between intimacy and sex? Because when you say sex, you think intimacy, but can you have an intimate relationship with your partner without having sex involved? Best question ever. And yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so sex, like sex, is like the word of like the do. The doing it right it's the action it's the it's the like the p and the v or the v and the v and the p to the p and all of that stuff right like yeah the, the sex is like the intercourse it's the it's the it's the b it's the action of it right intimacy i like to look at it as like the umbrella term for all of the the shared bonded um actions behaviors communications that happen that includes sex and the expression of your sexuality. So intimacy is like what you do to stay connected or bonded to your relationship or to yourself, right? You can be intimate with yourself, right? So, Mm -hmm. so um, stuff like um, massages and holding hands and like, you know, having a, a date night out and um, pillow talk, right? And like whispering sweet nothings to each other and like sharing secrets and or crying with one another and like releasing emotion and, and just getting real. That's so intimate. Like you can be intimate with, sorry, you can be intimate with people who are not necessarily your sexual relationships right yes. i think that's a good uh, way to yeah. differentiate well that. that's how women connect with each other is we tell each other totally. secrets and we tell each other stories <laughs> and it's a great way to connect with each other through our stories yeah and it's so intimate and, th- and that is intimacy yeah. that is a form of shared intimacy in some ways i feel sad for a lot of guys who don't have that in any other yeah. venue other than their relationship which yeah. i think is why relationships can be so difficult for men and finding that right one or uh, because there's so much on the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of guys are getting better 
at, at being able to have those conversations. Like I'm seeing a lot of bromances and like, you know what I mean? A lot of dad's groups pop up and like stuff like that. Right. So I think um, the the idea of the expansion of the masculinity, of the, our idea of what masculinity means um, and what that it means to be a man is also growing um, simultaneously as the idea of womanness is, right? Mm-hmm. We're just women, so we are exposed to like the womanness more often. And because, you know, femini- feminism and like damn the patriarchy and all of that stuff, right, is such a huge forefront of conversation, rise of the divine feminine in the sacred, you know, all of that good stuff, right? Like we're so in that age right now, right? Mm-hmm. Where women are like, I-, I like to look at it as like the fourth wave of feminism kind of right. thing. Like we're in that like thing right now. However, that doesn't, that includes men and how they're responding to all of that stuff and how women are responding to men and how men are responding to seeing how women are changing and growing and loving and giving and and serving and doing all these things differently, right? And men are starting to understand their own masculinity a little bit different. So yeah, I still think that men have a bit of a way to go in terms of um, getting there and being comfortable to sharing and and seeing that they are also communicative creatures and they're also intimate creatures and talking about the shit that's happening in, in their lives isn't a form of weakness. Right. And it, it doesn't mean that yes. you can't do it. Right. Um, but I, I am seeing like, you know, like bromances pop up more and, and guys getting real more and like having late night conversations about the shit that is mm-hmm. really going on. Right. But we have to give them permission to do so too. Right. Right. Like it's up to those of us like so people who are in male especially male female relationships right to support guys having those conversations saying hey why don't you go talk to your buddy about that like yeah. instead mm-hmm. of being like don't you know don't spread our our info all over the world right like don't tell people about our relationships because i think sometimes we can do that right we can make men feel like they have to have the answers for everything and and they have to know everything and and they can't go with with outside of our relationship they have to come to us mm-hmm. right it's kind of that like weird like mommy kind protection of thing. And protection yeah this like, is my space yeah yeah like you're mine and like everything right women do get a little bit we do do that a little bit right and it's like we feed into that like Electra kind of complex Electra Oedipus complex right like you want to have sex with your mom kind of thing you know you know that things just got weird yeah it just got super (laughs) weird but like but you know what I mean I think we kind of feed into it because we like being wanted Right. And I think a lot of women and and I get it. Like, I, I fucking love being wanted. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> right. However, when it comes to being wanted in your intimate relationship, it's you have an opportunity to look at how it is that you are contributing to the health of your relationship and the health of your partner and being able to seek support that is not you necessarily because a healthy relationship means that you're both individuals and have individual lives and then you come together and grow. Right. Um, I I saw Dr. Shafali, who's this like brilliant woman, speak this weekend. And she said the best thing about relationships. She said, never get into a relationship uh, because you're in love or because of love or never stay in a relationship because of love. And I was like, "Okay, totally. I get it. Where are you going with this? She was like, stay in a relationship or get into a relationship because you both see an opportunity to grow and to grow together. That is exactly right. 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I often think that we put so much emphasis on like, you have to be in a relationship because you love each other and love and like, love is all we need. And like, thanks. But you can love somebody who's terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. Like love, like John Lennon's you're dead now. Right. Like yeah. love is not all we need. And we need, I need a little bit more. Yeah, I thanks need for nothing, peace. John. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I need some peace, love and satisfaction. Right. So. Yeah. But totally. do you find that guys really now understand that I feel like guys guys now are different than the way our dads kind of acted. I mean, my I never yeah. saw my parents really work at their marriage the way, you know, I know to work at mine now. That it is a lot of work to to be with somebody and to grow with somebody. But I feel like guys are kind of getting that now. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling yeah. that? I mean, obviously, that's why you're employed, right? It's because they are. Yeah, well, to- totally. And like, but like I said, I think it's a lot of women are awakening to what they need. And they're yeah. like, wait a second. If I need this, maybe my my partner needs this also, right? And giving them the space and the safe space to be able to figure that out and express that stuff. I do find that a lot of times women are more comfortable expressing their needs in a relationship than a a guy. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I will never hear two peeps from my partner about how what's bugging him or whatever, but I'm like on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad, but it's true. Something's upsetting me. I'm like, we got to talk. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And how does he respond? Oh, he's great. Oh, good. He's a social worker. Yeah. I yeah. have oh. no problems. Oh, that's why. He's, mine doesn't he's even acknowledge. He, mine doesn't even know he's having feelings when he has them. Well, I'll say, how do you feel? And he'll be like, I don't understand the question. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's a bit more old school that way. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, yeah. like, but, but that's where some men are at, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but your husband loves you so much. And like when I see you two together, oh, he please. just dotes on you. Oh, and not in like necessarily, he doesn't like just do whatever you say, because quite frankly, you walk all over him. Um, <laughs> I would walk all over anybody who doted on me to be. I wouldn't like that. But I can tell by how he looks at you that he's just so in love. Oh, isn't that a nice thing to say? He, he irritates the fuck out of me, but that's really nice. <laughs> and that's love right there. You know, it is. Choosing you, to still be with somebody who you hate sometimes. You know, well, he's sometimes he's lucky he survived the night that I didn't smother him in his sleep. But he says the same thing about me. But it's interesting because there's when you have children in a relationship and you, you've yeah. been together a really long time, I feel like I have a bigger responsibility to work at my marriage so I show my children what a healthy relationship is so that one day they can say I hope that I can model my love life after my parents they go on trips together they're loving around each other they do all those things and I I, it took Tim and I years to realize that we had a responsibility to do that in front of our children I'm clapping that out I'm I'm clapping that one out that was like the best the best response like the best outlook response healthy relationship building modeling all of that I love 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 what you just said well they don't they don't like it when like once in a while we'll really like we'll be assholes when we're like we'll have a glass of wine and we like let's make out in front of the kids (laughs) yeah Yeah, even the dog gets upset you know what I feel the same way though because my uh, my partner has young girls nice they're 8 and 10 oh beautifully and I don't think that they they become assholes. Well, yeah, (laughs) I don't think that they (laughs) they saw a lot of that in their home Mm -hmm. because 
there was clearly a separation. And so I think going forward, that's going to be a big part of our relationship is proving that you can be loving and caring and giving. Well, being loving, caring, giving, like have PDA in front of your kids, right? We're not there yet. Yeah. I mean, not there yet, but like a little bit. They have to like me first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Once you get there. Right. But then like model, like model what loving looks like. Right. Model like holding hands, cuddling each other. Right. Like touching each other, kissing one another. Model what love can look like, but also model what conflict resolution can look like and what fighting can look like in a healthy way, right? And how just because you kind of hit a stone or hit a rock or, you know, like something kind of happens, that idea that you can get through things together and model those things for for your children, right? I love the families that sit down and have conversations with their kids and say, you know, this is what we're going through as adults, Right. Mm-hmm. And this is impact and this is going to impact you guys as a family. And this is where our heads are at as, as parents and as the adults in this family. And you guys need to know, because I, for some reason, I think we like we, we shelter kids too much and like we hide them from everything. Well, and, that's why we knew nothing about our parents' marriages. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like they divorce. And you're like, whoa, wait, what, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Like, oh, right. So so showing kids and, and teaching them resiliency, teaching them coping um, mechanisms, teaching them conflict resolution skills, right, is huge, especially for them going moving forward and forming their own relationships. Right. Absolutely. Now, this got uh, really touchy feely and super family friendly. We yeah. got to change that. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about dildos. Let's talk about, yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about some dicks. <laughs> Speaking of dicks, I saw a good one on the weekend. No. <laughs> was it attached to like a man you were sleeping with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. all I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you looked a little smiley when you came in this morning. Gray. Yeah. I get a little glowy. Do you I mean, that's my, that's my jojoba oil, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so are you part of the, do you, are you, when people come in, let's say couples come in and they say things are a little bit shitty in the bedroom. Do I mean, is, there's a whole world of kink and swingers and threesomes and like all that shit. Do people sometimes gravitate to that later in life to spice things up? Yes. Well, so it's funny because as you said, you were like, people come to me and say that things are shitty in the relationship. And then I was like, depends on what kind of shitty they're talking about. And then you were like, fetishes. And I was like, exactly. Um, that's, <laughs> that's where We've my mind went. Yeah, the, the, we went family friendly to the way, the other side to uh, and yes. And the answer to your question is yes. Right. So. So like we start off these relationships, right? Like we, you know, you're just feeding off of each other and it's really, really great. Right. And then you kind of start to settle and get into your rhythm. Right. And then time goes on. So as time goes on and as your lives start to change, your needs start to change, right? Desires start to change and things that started that turned you on maybe before, um, either maybe don't as much or you're rediscovering that something else does. Right. Mm So, so sexuality your expression of sexuality and intimacy and what, you know, what it is that you like and stuff does actually, first of all, change through your life cycle, right? Like totally. And discovering that stuff with your partner, especially later in life, once you're more secure in your relationship, right? Once you kind of get past like, you know, you don't have to be jealous anymore. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have to worry about like what your body looks like with each other as much anymore. You know what I mean? When you get through kind of those insecurities and you've really like established and grounded your relationship, that's when the fun can really start to happen, right? Right. Like that's when you can really be like, okay, like what do you want to try? Right? Like what do you want (laughs) to do? But how do you bring that up how do you how do you so say you're in a long-term relationship yeah uh you're married and you've been having relatively vanilla 
sex for quite some time. Yeah. How do you approach like, no, seriously, I want to try this new thing? Yeah, yeah, like kind of like that. <laughs> like <laughs> like kind of like like saying to them, being like, hey, can we like just like talk about something really quick? And you're like, yeah, like, so like, let's talk about our sex lives. And you're like, all right, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about sex. Oh, sure, let's totally talk about sex. And it's like, okay, well, like, I just, I kind of just want to try, like, <laughs> like I kind of, I just, I kind of just want to try maybe like bringing this like vibrator. Like, what do you think? Like, like, do you think maybe you could do this to me? Like that, I think I'd kind of like that, right? And then they're like, "Oh, well." well. And the thing is that some people get really self conscious because then they're like, "Well, I don't know how," or "I've never done that before," right? Or is this somehow because I don't satisfy you? Yeah, yeah. That's so, the one I'm like, I, I think most people are worried about. Yeah. If I go asking for something new, they're gonna think that they don't do it for me. Yeah, and people need to get over their egos. Like that's right. That that's all ego based thinking. That's all that 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 is. Right when you're like, well, it's because I don't satisfy you. It's like, no, this isn't about you, right? The, I guess this thing, this song, is about you. Yeah, and that's not what this is. This is about like this is straight up about like my needs and my orgasms and and like things that I want to experience. And I want you to be there with me while I do it. Right? It's about framing it like that. It's like this isn't like that you don't do it for me anymore because you totally do it for me anymore. But like I can have vanilla and I can have chocolate and I can have strawberry and I can have coconut flavor like I'm an ice cream shop and I just kind of want to try them all so like <laughs> dip in grab a cone grab a spoon and like let's have some fun right bring the chocolate sauce if you want like you, you know what I mean like I, I think it's also about framing it that way it's, it's about saying to your partner this isn't because you don't do it for me because you 100% do it for me it's just like this is the spice of life. I get to have it all and I want you to have it all with me. So why don't we just like try it? Right. Some days I want Indian. Some days I want Chinese food. Some days I want Mexican. Some days I want Italian. Some days, you know what I mean? Like, yes, variety people. Yeah. Yeah. Like just call me the just eat app. Like, you know, just like, (laughs) like, please. (laughs) Right. I wish. Yeah. Um. Uh, I love that you, by the way, I love that you do therapy over Skype now. I mean, God, I, you know, I could get well and never leave the comfort of my fucking home. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Because <laughs> I don't have to do it either. Do you ever just get dressed from like the top up? 100%. 111%. Some days it's just like, let's just shirt and then we'll put the computer right here and just like don't move. Yeah. Like, it's always just, about angles. Lipstick yeah. and no one knows my labia are out. Yeah. 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 Like I'm just, I just got to sit in my underwear right now because I hate pants today. Like it's fine. Totally. <laughs> Totally. Now, have you ever struggled with your own sexuality? Like you're, yeah. you're a, a sex expert. Yeah. But have you ever had a struggle in a relationship over sex? Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I was born this fabulous, but I wasn't, you know, I had to build my own sexy, right? My own relationship with that kind of stuff. So I think that's why I do I do specialize in work with women. And like, that's why I did the, the program, um, sorry, the free guide, Own Your Orgasm. And then now I have um, a five-day program for women called Own Your Own, Five Days to Power and Pleasure. And a lot of that work that I put together and a lot of the work that I put together for that and a lot of the stuff that I talk about is often related to either my own experiences or the experiences of people around me or um, things that I hear. You know what I mean? So I had to do my own shit and get through my own shit and do my own work to be this like fierce, confident, sexy femme that I sometimes am, right? Like, and and the person that's okay with all of their emotions and, you know, the self-aware per- person that I strive and work hard every day to be. 
I do the fucking work, right? Like as much as anybody else do. Like just because you know I got a degree doesn't mean that I know better right. or yeah. Well, nobody's any- born well adjusted. You got to get there. Yeah. It's a process, right? Yeah. I had my own shit, and I still have my own shit sometimes, right? But that's why I, I think it's really important, especially as a woman, to have like a community of women around me, to have a tribe of women around me, to always seek my own self-awareness on a daily basis. The best teachers are the are the people who know that they are students for life. And that's how I see my life. So I can't come on, on here and, and live my life and say, I want to teach you how to do this in a way that may be more supportive for you or maybe better for you or is a new approach for you without understanding that I also have learning to do. Always. How does your family feel about you teaching people about dildos and sex toys? It's pretty fucking epic. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's fun because I totally grew up um, like Catholic schoolgirl, had the kilts, all of that jazz. Went to, all the yeah. kinkiest do. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, right? It's, it's always the Catholic girls. It's always the Catholic girls. It's always. Oh, the Catholic girls and the Jewish girls, let me just tell you. Well, when you tell somebody that something is bad, they're going to gravitate towards it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to do it, right? Like, if you say no, I'm going to say yes, and how many times can I do it, right? Like, before <laughs> I get in trouble. And, uh, yeah, no. So, so it was funny. Like, it's interesting because I come from a very... I'm Portuguese, so I come from a very Portuguese, very Portuguese family, and very Eurocentric, very Catholic. We went to church on Sundays, all of that kind of stuff. However, I find that some, and this is just my experience, I find that some European cultures look at sex, sexuality, intimacy, and our, the expression of throughout our bodies in a very different way than Western, like North American kind of uh, vanilla Quaker kind of, you know, reformed, reformed yeah. kind of people do. Right. Like, because like when you go to Europe and it was great, I just spent five weeks in Europe this summer. It was the fucking best time ever, but like nude beaches, right? Like nude beaches, people are walking around like, Kids see their parents naked and it's not a big deal, right? Because this isn't like... I'm not, Nudity's not necessarily sexual. It, well, and, and it's not, though, right? Like, my naked body isn't a, it, it has the potential to be sexual, but it's not always about being sexual, right? Like, right, and there's no shame attached to it either, I guess. No. I think it's also a healthier, a healthier approach to cons- consent as well. Way fucking healthier. Because just because I'm nude doesn't mean you can touch. Exactly. And just because I'm nude doesn't mean that I have to, I'm having sex, right? That doesn't mean that I have to share my body. That, that's not the intention, right? Like, and that's kind of the approach that I grew up with, right? So, so yeah. So when I came home and I was like, guess what? I got into, I got into my master's program and they're like, great, this is so great. Cause I was pre-law and then I was like, I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to do all this other stuff. And then I kind of didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm just going to apply and like, and then if I get in, we'll see. And then I got in and I was like, so guess what? And they're like, what? I was like, I'm going to get my master's, my PhD. And they're like, great. And what? And I was like, I'm going to be a sex doctor. And they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do we tell grandma? <laughs> yeah, okay. All oh, boy. Right. Um, but then, I mean, then eventually, 
you know, I started to reflect back my upbringing to them to be like, listen, like the first time I brought a boy home and it was Christmas and like we're sitting around the Christmas table with like my 30 family members because, you know, we're a girl. That's what we do. Right. And we're talking about the shocker at midnight on Christmas. Like, you know, you know, what the shocker is like with the fingers and the oh, two. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Two in the pink, one in the stink. One in like, the stink kinda, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what the shocker is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like when that conversation is happening at Christmas. Christmas and like my boyfriend has just come home for the first time, at, you know, and then I look around and I'm like, and then you guys are seriously wonder why I became a sex doctor, right? Like, it's mm. like, I, like, are you, are you kidding? Like, so has your like family seen you give lectures on toys and stuff or do they just be like, oh, she's going to go do her thing. That's great. Yeah, it's more that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my immediate, like my, my parents here. So my parents slightly still have a bit of warming up to do. My mom got really excited when she could hear me on the radio, like she'd go to work. And then all of a sudden people were like, Dr. Carlin Costa. And then someone in her office was like, Costa, hey, that's your last name. Like, do you know that person? At first she was like, no. And then they were like, (laughs) (laughs) and and then they sort of started to realize they're like, that's your daughter. And she's like, they're like, she's kind of cool. Like she's talking about some like really relevant shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like the stuff Mm -hmm. that she's talking about is like really cool. And then she was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's my daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and my mom's like kind of soft spoken too. Like, it sounds like you need to have a, a talk with your mom about empowering yeah. oh herself. My, like, I've given my mom so many sex toys over the years. Like, I'm just like, really? Can't you please? Is that not awkward for you? Like, no, it's totally not. It's and she's totally cool. not. And now, she, where, where, where is she at with the whole thing? Is she better? She's way better. She's way. She's way more like. Well, I mean. And because I get to do some cool stuff, like I do radio, I do TV, I write for some magazines, right? Now she's more like, oh, okay, like this is kind of, this is important. And it's and I'm not just talking about like bum fucking the whole time, right? Like I'm, I'm not like... A <laughs> just pl- sometimes. Yeah, just sometimes. Like I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not like... Uh, you're not crass about it no. unless you're making a joke. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were giving a serious lecture, yeah. which... This is not serious, but like if you were, you would be professional about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And even when I'm doing like, you know, my shows or groups of people. Right. Like I like I I come from the approach of having a pleasure based education system when it comes to sex and sexuality. Right. Like eliminate the shame, eliminate the stigma. Let's talk about pleasure and how we all deserving of pleasure and how orgasms are a part of our lives and how we use our bodies is really important, especially as we're growing, maturing from an adolescent stage right until the day we die and how that changes throughout our life cycle, I think is really freaking important to talk about sex and sexuality because that is why a lot of our relationships are breaking down because we're not talking about it. So I like to normalize the conversation about intimacy and sex and healthy relationships and what that looks like. So I come from at it from that approach. So because I come from at it from that approach, my family's more like, Oh, okay. I just won't watch when she like talks about holds a dildo on her Facebook lives and like you know what I mean. I'm just not going to watch that fucking. kind of stuff. So right? where are these Facebook lives? So yeah, yeah. How um, to hold a dildo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thursday nights at eight p.m. on my Facebook page. Yeah. So, so Dr. Over... Carlin has a Facebook page. You can look that up, and you can you too can learn how to hold a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things. So you're all, you're all over social media. You you have the Facebook. You do Instagram, uh, Twitter, the whole spiel. And do do you have a following outside? the people that you actually help meaning Uh, your actual clients too i mean do you have sort of a a, a following as as a celebrity as well i hope so i mean i think you do lots of like tv and radio and whatnot yeah 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 i do i think that there's a like again you know that there's such a mystique and 
sexiness to what you do and it's sort of still kind of taboo and kind of like he totally. he he but you're you have a very you know you have such a I don't you're not a guarded person in the least so I no. yeah I love that we had this conversation today I thought it was fantastic I'm gonna I'm gonna totally Facebook stalk you now too yeah I hope so yeah let's be friends <laughs> I mean a Facebook all right so all right thank where, you, where, Dr. you go ahead Hillary Thanks, Dr. Carlin, for being a part of the quick and the dirty today. If people want to follow you or find you, where can they do that? Uh, you can follow me. So I love branding and I love streamlining my branding. So you can follow me at, at Dr. Carlin, D-R-C-A-R-L-E-N, um, on all my platforms, Twitter, Instagram, um, even Facebook.com slash Dr. Carlin. Um, everything is just Dr. Carlin, D-R-C-A-R-L-E-N. All you have to know is learn how to spell it. <laughs> that's pretty and easy on my blog, and on my blog if you're interested in my programs and signing up joining my tribe of community of women find me at carlincosta.com and then if people want sessions how can they reach you for those totally and if you want sessions you can find me at carlincosta.com or drcarlin.com I have all my information there about my psychotherapy um, and how to work with me in session uh, through the modality of talk therapy in sexology and psychotherapy you just send me a quick message and I send you all this stuff and away we go any final words? Sandra? I want to say that I'm dying to see the gift that you're sending me in the mail, and I'm terrified. <laughs> At the Don't same be time, scared. Don't be scared. I, I, I'm a little bit scared, but I love talking to you today. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.